What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time. For episode number 271 of the So Wizard podcast, I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. This week, my co-host. First up, we have the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Oh, yeah. I am back. What's going on, everybody? And our special guest this week with Aubrey Litchfield, away on assignment from the West Coast, the best coast, the man, the myth, the legend, Ico the Rain Man. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. It's uh, morphin' time. Let's do it. <laughs> Glad to have you back, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure to always be here with you guys. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk some news, including a new trailer for Jungle Cruise. And then we've got a full review and reaction to the new DC EU movie? Is it DCEU? Does it not count? Who knows? We'll figure it out. Joker. All right. Before we get into any of that, let's talk to our guest. Iko, you just dropped a new album. Tell us all about it and what it's all about and where we can get it. Whoa, huh? Thank you for the plug. Uh, I put appreciate you on the it. spot. Talk about oh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so Lyrical Gohan is the current Iko the Rain Man album. That is out from Operation 5 AM. It's been in development for two and a half years. So it feels like this huge boulder has been lifted from my back now that I'm finally able to show people, you know, the 15 songs that I worked on. It is currently available at IcoTheRainMan.net, which is the website where you could pick up uh, pretty much all of my stuff, including a few bits of merchandise. It's available on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Kazaa, LimeWire. Um, so you're able Napster? to get it pretty much anywhere. Can I get it on Napster? You could certainly get it on Napster, I think. I'm pretty sure. Wait, is Napster still a thing? <laughs> yeah, it is available on all streaming platforms. So however means you, you get your music, uh, that'll be the way to do that. So if anyone shows some support, you don't have to buy the album, which is, you know, thing about music nowadays you're able to stream it on multiple platforms for free basically the album is you know sort of my journey within the last three years there's a lot of you know smack talking there's a lot of personal endeavors that i went through that i put there within the lyrics and the songs itself it's certainly a um a new branch for the way that i've delivered music as far as just the instrumentals the lyrics it's a uh, kind of like a new style that i've been playing around with so go check it out before, you know, I put out my next project within the next few months. It'll be a shorter project, something short and sweet just to be able to provide, you know, a little bit of uh, sound bites for people to listen to. Because I'm kind of going on a hiatus for the next year. There will still be music and videos put out throughout that time. But I'm focusing uh, this time that I have to myself to work on my novel, oh. which I will speak further into detail at another time. 
Nice, nice. It, now, dude, I know you know it's available to stream and people can get it you know, through Spotify and iTunes and all of that stuff. But you did something a little unique as far as like the, the packaging to, to sell like an actual physical album. Um, something I thought was really cool, something I'm surprised that a lot more artists don't do. Um, talk a little bit about how you made it into a um, a USB drive where you can get the album oh, yeah, and probably actually, get like a lot more a lot more content than just like an album. No, thank you. I actually really appreciate you bringing that up. I almost forgot. So I came across uh, underground artist who I believe his name is Kambata. My buddy bought an album from him, and he's pretty low key as far as he's not a mainstream artist, and he put out an album through a USB drive. And when I I have to give credit where credit is due. I wish I was the first one who have done this. But there's been also a lot of comedians who have released albums on USB drives. As you know, uh, CD drives or CD players nowadays are kind of like a foreign object. Yep. And I was like, this is brilliant because creating a custom USB drive is not very expensive. You could probably spend about six to nine bucks on getting your own custom printed USB drive. So what I did was I contacted this company. I wish I had their name uh, in my head right now to give them a little plug. And I decided to, it, it's basically the size of a debit card. It's about as little bit thicker than a debit card. It's probably as thick as like two debit cards, like stacked on top of each other. So you could literally put it in your wallet and it's a perfect means to be able to put out an album because, like I said, like if you – a lot of cars nowadays have USB slots in them, whether it's either to charge your phone or be able to plug in like media devices. Right. So if you have a USB drive in your car, you could literally just pop it in that way and you could listen to the album. Or you you know, uh, rip it from your computer and pop it on your phone. And something that I thought would be really handy, it's really cool. It's sort of a collector's item. You know, <laughs> think of it like a – my way of uh, trying to tamper with trading cards, <laughs> which is something that I joked about earlier. But um, no, yeah, it's cool because like you could get different size storage. You can get like 128 megabytes or you can get like a gigabyte. So I will be releasing – this is something that's coming within like next month or so is basically – you get the album and you get all the music videos that the album has put out so far. So you get the original copies to be able to watch in 4K and the WAV files because most albums you download are going to be on MP3. But when you bounce a, a, you know, a sound file, as I'm sure you know, Marcus, is, uh, the WAV is definitely the way to do it because you don't, you, you don't lose any audio quality when you do it that way. Right. That's cool. So, yeah. Um, I, so, yeah, if you visit icoderayman.net, you could pick up a copy and it comes with a free T-shirt. Come on. How cool is that? How cool is that? I think that's awesome, dude. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That is awesome. And we will give you another chance to plug that at the end so all our listeners can make sure to go check it out. Mark Ellis, how are you? Have you gotten con crud yet? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> a little bit. Not not as bad as most people, but I, I did feel a little drained down. Um, but I'm also working on a project, uh, a couple of projects, actually, that have to be done really soon. So that's consuming all of my time. And uh, I've, I've definitely bitten off more than I can chew, but uh, I'm, I'm going to try it. I got two weeks to finish these. I'm going to try it. Con crud, be damned. Wow. Excellent. Uh, I don't know why all my stories involve poop lately, Jeez. but uh, I was doing <laughs> good. Like my man. life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was doing good. Uh, I came home from the con Saturday. When we, get, when we get home late Saturday night into Sunday. Yeah, like early um, Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, I slept. I think we, you know, we may have talked about this a little bit on last week's show. Um, you know, just I, I hadn't have any con crud. And then I was at work Wednesday morning. So it was Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. 
and I could feel my eyes start to hurt. Like the back of my eyes like hurt. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went home and I just felt like absolute doo-doo feces <laughs> for um the whole day. And then I went and saw Joker. I said, fuck it, let's just go see Joker tonight. I got home for the movies and I just went to bed. And then I didn't work on Thursday because I called out because I was fucking sick as fuck. Wow, you never call out. I know. And that's the only day I can call out because we actually have coverage that doesn't like wreck everybody's night. So I uh, so the next Friday I was feeling okay, And I I woke up and got in the shower and I (laughs) had to go get gas. So I drove. It's like in a circle. I drove to the gas station at one place so then I could then turn to the right and then get on the pike and then head to the pike to the mall so I could work at job number two so I could then go to job number one. And I ate before I left the house and then I still, I guess I still wasn't feeling better because my stomach was like, no. <laughs> but it was like 5, 15 p.m. So it was rush hour traffic and I didn't think I was going to make it to the mall. So I did something I never have done before in my life, which is to pull over on the side of the road. No way. <laughs> and I ran into the woods and took a giant <laughs> dump. That is classic. That is classic. I'm actually really proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Shit in the woods is not something that many people can claim that they have done. So <laughs> good for you. Probably all that whiskey and Comic-Con food that you binged while you were there. I did not sing the Dig a Hole song from Door the Explorer <laughs> in the movie, though. <laughs> That would have been perfect. <laughs> I know. But uh, I was so terrified that I was going to get clipped because I was parked in the in the breakdown lane. I was terrified I was going to get clipped and run over by a car. And that would be just like the most awful way to die. Like, you know, some people like die for something like, oh, you went to war or you stood you died standing up for a cause. And like I died getting hit by a car after shitting in the woods. <laughs> But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Marcellus, tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard podcast and less poop. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where they will find new episodes every week. Uh, find movie reviews from yours truly. Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our So Wizard t-shirts and look good while you represent in the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on that big A, do your Amazon shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, we have a Patreon uh, account that you can support patreon.com backslash so was a podcast donate a little bit of funds and you can get bonus content from us uh, we also have a youtube page that is uh filled with new videos especially from new york comic-con so definitely check that out shout out to the geek world all-stars podcasting network shout out to Ico the rain man for uh bringing this week's uh social media music back to you joey Have you ever danced with a devil in the pale moonlight? Did you? No, but I did. And I did like a devil. (laughs) It's a little joker for that ass. All right, Mark Ellis, drop us with some news. Let's get to it. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, 
All right. So this week in nerdy news, um, we got some casting news for the new Matrix movie. Uh, they said before that Matrix 4 was coming out. We're only getting one of the Wachowskis back behind a director's chair. I was under the impression that Michael B. Jordan had this gig locked down. I thought for sure he was the star of it. I even thought there was like rumors of him in, him in Chicago like getting ready for this. But apparently that's not the case. Uh, they actually just cast, they actually just uh, gave the lead role to another actor, uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen II, who you might remember from Aquaman. He played Black Manta. Uh, he was the dad in uh, Jordan Peele's Us. The first dad, not the dad of the family later on in the movie. Uh, he was in the Get Down, uh, and he's also going to be the new Candyman. So he's blowing up. Uh, he is like definitely a talented dude. Uh, I'm a little surprised that he's going to be in the Matrix 4, but the guy's been, you know, other than some of the decisions in Aquaman, the guy's pretty solid. So, you know, I'm, I'm psyched for this. I think it's going to be cool. What do you guys think of Black Manta taking on the Matrix 4? Let's start with our guest, Ico. Um, I think it's actually pretty cool. I think they'll probably have him replace Neo, and then Neo will probably, or the original Neo, Keanu Reeves, will probably take on the role as the mentor. Yep. Uh, you know, basically Morpheus has probably stepped down, depending on what we do with the story, and then he'll be looking for the new one. Um, as far as Michael B. Jordan not being in this movie, I think he might actually still be in the other Matrix movie because, as we know, there are two Matrix movies being worked on right now. One of them is apparently a prequel or a spinoff, and you still can have a young uh, Morpheus be played by Michael B. Jordan because as much as I love Keanu Reeves and I wouldn't want to replace him for anyone else – uh, Michael B. Jordan is definitely it kind of bums me out that he's not involved with the Matrix four. But I think having him play a young Morpheus in the prequel or whatever it's going to be would still be a good idea and still probably being considered, especially if they are going to do a young Morpheus storyline. Mm-hmm. I say Michael B. Jordan for everything. Damn it. Let him <laughs> let him play Trinity for all I care. I don't care. That's your solution for everything. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about Black Manta? Joining the Matrix. Well, what if he's going to play the big floating baby head that controls the uh, machines? There was not a big floating baby head. Yes, there was. Did you not see Matrix 3? I, I might have blocked that part out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Come on. <laughs> That's no right. Batman versus Superman, but come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 Han Mateen <laughs> as floating baby head. I could see the poster right now on the wall of the movie theater. <laughs> all right, so that's your take. You just want, you just don't want him to be the baby head. That's all. What if, what if he's the Merovingian? And he's just to talk in a French accent the whole time. That'd be awesome. I watch that. That'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> I'd be actually pretty interested to see if this movie just took the piss out of the first three movies. It was just more of a comedy, but um, yeah, I mean. Uh, he was good in us for what limited things he did. Mm-hmm. What what else was he in? I mean, I know I saw him. Obviously, we saw him in Aquaman, but other than Aquaman, yeah, he was in the was, Get Down. Wasn't he was, also in Endgame and Black Panther? Or am I mistaken? No, <laughs> no, I know because he's black. He wasn't in Black Panther. All right, <laughs> well, well, that was my that was my racist comment for today. There you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. We, <laughs> we can check that one off the list right there. I don't think there's uh, there's got to be some kind of law that permits actors for being in like one big superhero franchise into a different one. So he, I'm pretty sure he's not in any Marvel movies at all right now. 
just strictly. Um, but you, Joe, you didn't watch the Get Down, right? No, that's what I was going to ask you if he was good in that. Oh, he's amazing in that. He's okay, al- almost unrecognizable. Like between that character and Black Manta, you wouldn't even believe he's the same person. It's okay. Amazing because I thought the action in Aquaman was great, but he just both basically did a lot of yelling. <laughs> so, like, hopefully, he won't just be yelling all the time. Yeah. I'll get him for you, Dad. <laughs> and the more I, the more I thought about Aquaman as time passed on, that movie was that movie was awful. Oh wow, wow! wow. You know, I, you know, we, like we we said when we reviewed it, I, I like I like uh, Jason Momoa. I like the action scenes. Amber Heard's hot, but unfortunately, there has to be a movie to go along with it. <laughs> um, there was a scene where like Amber Heard and Jason Momoa were on the boat, and they're having like an emotional moment. And I was like, "Is I feel like someone who like writes the scripts for like pornos literally <laughs> got their hands on the script." And I was like, "All right, are they going to start fucking right now? Because like this is so bad." <laughs> like the audience was laughing like during the scene, and I'll I'll never forget that. And it wasn't because it was like a funny moment. It's just like the awkward acting and chemistry they had was just so bad and uh god bless maybe that. maybe it was a c- spiritual successor to jesse jane is pirates oh jesus nobody <laughs> remembers that oh, deep. deep cut maybe we should do the r-rated version of that for patreon <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean i haven't seen him be terrible in anything he was fine in the action sequences and aquaman seems like a cool dude it's really it, for, it could be anybody. You could cast anybody in this. I, I'm really worried about the script, and I'm really worried about having the Wachowskis anywhere near this project, other than showing up at the premiere and waving to everybody. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they haven't really hit a home run since what the Matrix. Like, I mean, I, they, they wrote V for Vendetta, but they didn't direct that movie. Am, am I correct on that one? Right. They yeah. yeah they didn't they didn't technically direct it but you can tell that they were hovering above the director's shoulders you know what Probably I mean involved, yeah and they also did Speed Racer if I'm not mistaken yeah, and that's right. I hear some people say that that movie is really awful but the majority of people seem to really really like Speed Racer I'm just worried that I don't know I, I would have preferred to have seen another director take a a swing at it you know maybe like. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm throwing out some names. Well, I forgot the gentleman's name who directed uh, the first three John Wicks. Maybe even Christopher Nolan or gosh, I'm, I forget his name who directed Black Panther and Creed. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. Uh, uh, he would. Uh, I would love to see a Ryan Coogler Matrix movie being directed, but we still have that possibility of a different director uh, tackling the franchise with the prequel being worked. Yeah, it'll be the other Wachowski sister because only one of them's doing the sequel. So one of them will do the prequel. (laughs) Dueling Wachowski movies? Back-to-back dueling Matrix movies? That'd be awesome. It's like dueling banjos, but with computers. (laughs) So I have a question for both of you. Uh, What would you like to see in this movie? Or what do you think that they can do to sort of reinvent the wheel because if you remember when the first matrix came out it was you know like it was kind of like a revolution when it came to filmmaking like a lot of movies parried it afterwards and it just kind of changed filmmaking in general and i i thought about this question for a while so i don't particularly have an answer for you guys but do you think that there's a way that they could sort of recapture that you know that leap that they made with the first movie no (laughs) (laughs) the problem with the first matrix movie is as amazing as it was it's a snapshot in time Uh, it's been referenced and re-referenced and referenced again in so many movies that you can't just show up with 
Keanu Reeves in a trench coat and bullet time cameras and expect people to be blown away again. So it has to be a good movie first. Um, and I really like to see some awesome, crazy action sequences. I think action filmmaking has gone to another level since then. Uh, you watch something like The Raid. You watch the sequence in just even in uh, Captain America Civil War, that whole sequence where Bucky breaks out of the prison and fights Black Panther in street clothes. Like, that's like a whole next level from what they were doing 20 something years ago. So that's why I'm worried about one of the Wachowskis coming back and directing this because I don't think they have the chops for this anymore. And, and they can't just show up with the same old shit and a movie that makes no fucking sense. Um, or this franchise is fucking dead, <laughs> dead as a doornail. So I was really hoping to get more of an action thing. Um, yeah, I just, I just really want to see big kick-ass martial arts action scenes. That's all I care about. So yeah, it's, it's really going to be dependent on a script. Um, the matrix, if you take out like a lot of the advanced special effects that they did in there it, at its core, it's still a pretty good story. It's still a really good comic book movie. Like that movie could still work without all of the bells and whistles. Uh, Speed Racer, they push technology so far ahead as far as regarding um, 3D environments um, and 3D sets and editing. They really did develop a, a new way of filmmaking. But the thing is, no one cared because no one cared about the story. But if you ever saw like the making of Speed Racer, like what they did to achieve those effects, it's it, it's groundbreaking. Um, almost as groundbreaking as The Matrix. It's just that it was a, a shitty script that uh, people didn't gravitate to. Uh, I personally love Speed Racer. You know, if you put just two Matchbox cars on a set for two hours, I'm fine. Uh, I'll, I'll still give that movie a thumbs up. But that's just me. Mark's easy to please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I actually, I feel like I'm responsible for The Matrix 4. <laughs> So you, it's I, all your you fault. guys, I willed it into existence. I don't know if you, you guys were catching my rant. Like I, I made a joke to myself. I was like, I need to rewatch this movie to see. Cause like when I first watched the matrix, I, I absolutely love that fucking movie. And at the time, cause I was younger, the story didn't connect with me as much because like, it was just all went over my head and I was like, all right, let, let's see how I think about this movie. And at least like in the 2019 rendition, because I have a lot of fond memories of it. So I put it on Netflix and I watched the movie and what I walked away. I mean, the fights were still great. Like everything was still gr like what I loved before, like the action was still phenomenal. But I really connected a lot with the story and sci-fi element that they went with, like being, you know, inside of a machine and this, you know, virtual reality simulator that like there was a lot of. I don't I, I don't know how to word this, but like sci-fi poetry to mm -hmm. the Matrix. And I actually fell in love with the movie in a way that I haven't before, just trying to connect with the story. And it was so weird because like I started I couldn't stop thinking about the movie where like literally the next night I put it on again and I was like, I have to consume this movie again. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was just like, all right, if they were to do a Matrix four, like what would they do? And I started thinking about that. I was just like, God damn it! Why don't we get a Matrix Four? And I was, and like, it, I was making a joke with my girlfriend. I was just like, I'll give them a week to announce the Matrix Four. Otherwise, I'm gonna start losing my shit. And I swear to God, the next day, like they announced the Matrix Four, and I was just like, All right, I'm definitely being watched, and I need to watch what I say. <laughs> That's like when my phone starts shows me showing me advertisements for food we carry at work when I never search anything. <laughs> related to work on my phone so the wachowskis are in your phone taking all your ideas they're writing it down right now 
the matrix is real. Yeah, man. That's, right. That's what it is. All right, Marcellus, what's next? All right. So next on the docket, it looks like we got to go back. We have to go back. DCEU is back on the big screen. We got a trailer for Birds of Prey and the the fully emancipation of one Harley Quinn, or it's a really long title, but we talked about it before on the show. We got our first look at some actual footage from the movie. What did you guys think of the trailer for Birds of Prey? Let's start with you, Joey. I thought it looked terrible. Really? Yeah. It looked like... uh Birds of uh, Harley Quinn, the movie, sometimes featuring birds of prey, not in costume. I, I just didn't, it wasn't a good trailer to start. Like right off the bat, this is not a good trailer. So I was not feeling anything about the movie after seeing the trailer. It all looked really flat and boring. Wow. Um, and then there's nothing there. I mean, it's just looked like a Harley Quinn movie. I guess that's what you have to sell. But like. You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm angry already that it's not actually Birds of Prey because there's no Oracle. It's not focused on Huntress and fucking Black Canary. They're not in their costumes. Like, already I'm angry. And then it's like, they look like bit players in their own movie. And they're not in fucking yeah. costume. And I don't know. I just It just didn't feel like a good trailer at all. Like, it, I, I wasn't... If I didn't have to see this for the podcast, I don't know if I would actually go see it in the movie theater. I've got to be quite honest. That has nothing to do with DCEU. It just didn't look interesting. Not even Margot Robbie in Hot Pants okay. was uh, was driving me to go see this movie. All right. All right. Aiko, what about you, man? How did you feel about the trailer? I mean, I have to kind of echo the same statements. It it wasn't particularly a bad trailer. Like It wasn't like edited poorly. It's just that the material that I saw just wasn't, I don't know, like... Even so, this is definitely a Harley Quinn movie. It's not a Birds of Prey movie. That's the feeling that I got from it. And yeah, I don't even really know who the other characters are. I mean, I know who they are from comic book lore, but just being someone who, let's say, I didn't know anything about comic books and just watched that movie, I'd be like, oh, it's a Harley Quinn movie, but without the Joker. And I don't even know what they're doing with the other characters. Like the Black Canary character, like, does she have superpowers in this movie? Like, I, I didn't even know which one was which while I was watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a montage of really bad uh, Harley Quinn lines that was just delivered. As much as I love Margot Robbie, um, my, my future wife, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. This is, I don't know. It just, we'll see. I'm sure it'll make a lot of money, but. Be honest with you guys. I mean, I haven't updated you guys in a while, but I just kind of don't give a shit about the DCEU anymore. Whoa! You know? <laughs> wow. When yeah. DCEU is lost, I go the Rain Man. There's problems. Right. There's problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, it died with probably Wonder Woman because I. This is a controversial statement, but Batman vs Superman is probably my favorite superhero movie of all time. The director's <laughs> cut. You could laugh at me if you want. Um. It's just more of a fascination that I have with that movie. I mean, I understand that there's problems that I tend to mostly disagree with, but I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. Uh, Justice League made me cry. Uh, um, Aquaman was a very expensive porno movie. And <laughs> I don't know, like there, I, I actually really did like Shazam. But okay. the only problem is like with these movies, like if they're just referencing other movies that sort of exist in its world – I, I kind of don't care because I, I was kind of hoping that like that there would be a uh, like overlining like seed throughout all these movies, where that they're hinting like at a greater big bad, like where 
there'd be like some massive team up but like with the avengers or you know when you started getting sprinkles of the infinity gauntlet storyline like throughout all the marvel movies like you know that they're building up to something whether now they just they kind of exist on their own and it's just I don't know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I really needed more from this trailer than Margot Robbie with a New Jersey accent walking around, and I didn't get it. <laughs> and, and no, Black Mask didn't even have his mask on. Like nope. that's like the coolest thing about the characters. Like he's a gangster with like this black skull mask on, and I, I don't know. He should have changed his name to White Guy because <laughs> he doesn't have a black mask on. So you guys, I, I think you guys are. Both crazy. I love this trailer. I will be no, there shut day up. fucking one to see this movie. And crazy. that's and you, well, maybe I am crazy. The only Birds of Prey that I know of is the TV show. <laughs> the TV show looks better than this. The this Emmy is- Award winning TV show. It's a great, great show. I really like this trailer. I really did. I thought it worked for what it's supposed to be. And you are absolutely right. It doesn't look like they put a lot of light on the other characters. Like you have no idea about Black Canary or Huntress or someone else is like a third one. I don't, I don't know, but you have no idea like what's going on with their story. But I liked Harley. I like Margot Margot Robbie as Harley. I like the fact that they showed that she's crazy. It's kind of like a female Joker movie. Um, and I love the fact that she has her hyena from the cartoon show. That part I think is fucking awesome. So yeah, she roller skates behind a car. She kicks a mass. She rescues a girl. She blows up cars with dynamite. I mean. I don't know what you guys were expecting for a Harley Quinn movie, but I'm I'm all in. Chips pushed all the way in. I'm ready. Well, since you mentioned the Birds of Prey TV show, I just want to send a shout out to Dina Meyer, star of Starship Troopers, for being hot as fuck in that show. Thank you. And uh, and also, I feel like I need to clarify. Like to me, it didn't look awful. I just kind of just didn't give a shit. Yeah. And again, yeah. I want to watch the movie, and I want it to be awesome i want to walk out and be like wow that was a a great movie like i'm not like wishing this movie like i don't do that with any movie even a movie that i'm like oh i don't give a shit or it looks awful like i want to walk into that theater and be like this was great you know i I don't wish like that kind of negative uh, sentiment towards like filmmakers especially towards a property that i love but with this trailer it was just a montage to me um which is fine i guess because it's like a teaser trailer but i didn't really get hints of the other characters which are the characters that i was a little bit more interested in because i already know when we walk into that movie all three of us would be like regardless of the opinion would be like well at least margot robbie was good but what about the other characters so we'll see i I wish they would have not made it like a team of what is it like five or six girls and it would have been like maybe like margot robbie black canary Catwoman and I don't know Poison Ivy or like like characters that like speak more to a like a wider audience and have the story be focused on you know three or four individuals instead of like a you know basically another Suicide Squad movie where there's really only one character to sort of center your focus around. Well, I think if this movie does well, we will get one of those uh, Gotham Siren movies with a uh, Poison Ivy and Catwoman and all of that stuff. I think that could happen down the road. But we need this one to be successful. Well, I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's place a little bet here. Will Jared Leto make a cameo in this movie that's not a worded cameo? Because we already got you know mention of him in the movie trailer. Will he actually make an appearance? Uh, yes. But he'll be, so. in a, he'll be in a kimono like in Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> uh, he will not be in this movie. I have already seen the uh, Joker scenes in it. 
and uh, it's not Jared Leto. There's a there's the Joker's in it. He he's in it. There's definitely a dude there with green hair and white skin and all that stuff. It's not Jared Leto. Wait, you saw the Joker in this movie? Explain yes. a little further. Uh, I saw him and Harley breaking up. Like he she I think he kicks her out of the house or something and she walks away and he's throwing the furniture like out on the lawn or maybe the other way around. I don't know. I did see that scene though. Are you fucking with me? Like no. Really? <laughs> yes. Sounds like a bad sitcom, but wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. So you're telling me that they there's a third, there's another recasting of a Joker, or was it just like a stand-in? It's a stand-in. Didn't really, right. It's so it didn't show his face or anything like right, that. Right, right. You see him from a distance. Like in Shazam, where like Superman shows up, but we don't see his face. Right. Oh, God, right. That was awful. That made me cry. They should have uh, Jamie Walters from 90210 be the Joker, and he could push her down the stairs like Donna. That is, no. <laughs> that is a deep cut for like five people out there. <laughs> Somebody's going to enjoy that. <laughs> so wait a minute. you Where, where did they show this footage? Because, uh, again, like I have no reason to doubt you. I just haven't heard of anything about that at all. Like I wasn't even aware that there was even like footage shown. Was this shown at Comic-Con? Uh, through uh, uh, means that I, I rather not divulge at this time. But it, it is out there. Interesting. All right. Well, well I guess we'll see. All right, so then the last trailer uh, that I wanted to talk about was Disney's Jungle Cruise. The Rock, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt in another Disney movie uh, that's patterned after a ride at Disney World or Disneyland. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, the trailer came out and it looks interesting. Eiko, what did you think of the Jungle Cruise trailer? Um, It looked all right. It didn't look like bad. Uh, it looked a little bit more interesting than the Birds of Pl- uh, Prey trailer, uh, to be completely honest with you. Um, I love Emily Blunt. Um, I love Dwayne DeRock Johnson. This movie will be one of two things. It's either going to be another Jumanji where it just makes a billion dollars plus, or it'll be one of those Disney movies that they release. I know Jumanji's not Disney, but it'll be one of those Disney movies. What was it? Uh, what was the one that they released last winter? That was just basically like a commercial flop and i'm not saying that this will be a flop but it it'll make like okay money because i'm not sure what the appeal is to go see this movie outside of like the two main uh actors mm-hmm. and actress so yeah it looks fine it kind of gives you that indiana jones vibe kind of uh you know uh what was it late 90s um the mummy right. vibe with uh brendan frazier mm-hmm. so yeah it looks it looks all right you know i i'm thinking that they're hoping for another pirates of the caribbean success since they're probably not going to make any more pirates movies for a while at least not with johnny depp with all the controversy surrounding him and amber heard's uh you know wrestling matches that they've been having right. throughout these last few years but uh so yeah we'll see I, i'm i'll probably go watch it with my girlfriend it'll probably be at most entertaining mm-hmm. all right all right joy what about you man what'd you think of this trailer uh, I thought it was fantastic. I am a hundred percent all in what? on this movie. This get, this gets all of the love and Birds of Prey gets nothing. Um, just like Iko said, it looked like goofy fun. It looked like a riff almost on the old Mummy movies. I love The Rock. I love Emily Blunt. And I don't know. There has there really hasn't been this type of movie outside of Jumanji, and and even that was a little meta goofy. So this is like straightforward. We're in the past and we're having a wacky adventure and it's not tied to like a previous superhero franchise or anything. It it, it could be fun. We haven't had this type of movie in a while and it's exciting. Yeah, that's actually one thing that I actually I liked about it, too, because I thought it was going to be a movie that was set in uh, contemporary times. But it's set in a what is it? it looks like the 
the 40s, 30s, 50s, 40s, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And it, that made me more interested in the movie than it being a movie that was set, you know, in 2019 or something like that. Yeah. I think it's good for Disney to try to, uh, like you said, Ico, they want to recapture that Pirates of the Caribbean lightning in a bottle. So yeah, if this movie is successful, guaranteed there's going to be sequels. Guaranteed they're going to up the uh, ride at whatever park it is uh, to get more people into it. So yeah, it's a good idea for marketing. Um, the movie it looks just like the Mummy to me. Looks like just just like the yeah. the first two. Is that mummy a movies. bad thing though? The Tom Cruise one or the Brendan Fraser one? <laughs> La, <laughs> La Momia. No, it looks like the the Brendan Fraser ones. We ironically starred The Rock in the second one. But yeah, hopefully not the third one. I didn't mind the third one with Jet Li. Oh. I didn't mind that one. The idea of Jet Li playing a mummy villain literally brought me to that theater, but I left very disappointed when I saw the third mummy. I, I don't. I didn't hate it. I mean, I'd have to watch it again. I own all three movies on Steelbook, so I'd have to see how I'd feel about the third one, but I don't know. Uh, I was just kind of disappointed. Yeah. They did have Yetis in the movie, Snow Yetis, so that did, didn't make it complete. Bullshit. How many uh, how many Scorpion Kings do you have in your uh, in your library? <laughs> um, I actually think that does come with the first Scorpion King. Yeah, uh, I was at Best Buy recently, and they had like the Mummy like tr- like collection on Steelbook for like twenty seven bucks. Yeah, so I think it came with like four movies. I think it came with the first three Mummy movies, and I think the Scorpion King. I'd have to check. Uh, I'd probably do that in a minute, but. I'll, I'll I'll update you in a little while. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I believe the Scorpion King is up to five movies. That's amazing. Pretty soon they'll just cross over with uh, Fast and the Furious. I love it when movies like that actually get a like movies that were just so bad. When I saw the Mummy in theaters, like or not the Mummy, the uh, Scorpion King, I was like, this movie is fucking garbage. And then like just just like Joey just said, like they're like up, up to the, like fifth or sixth movie, and just like how is this possible? <laughs> I love it. Jesus, the uh, the last one came out in 2018, uh, Scorpion King, A Book of Souls. And the only person I even recognize on the fucking cast is Zach McGowan, who played the weird Russian evil guy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four. Nope. <laughs> oh, his other highlights include Terminator Salvation. Oh, oh it's a great movie. <laughs> Thank you. you know what? I saw Terminator Salvation recently again. I'm not going to completely hate on that movie. That movie wasn't as awful as some, uh, you know, Terminator uh, Genesis, Vaginasis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I thought um, it it had some really cool like plot elements to it. I just think it would have been benefited a lot more if it was just a rated R movie and just had a little bit more, uh, stronger story, but that movie wasn't trash. Like I'd probably give that movie like around a six or a seven to be yeah, completely yes. honest with you. Um, yeah, I just want to add that I enjoyed the rock in the beginning of this trailer, uh, and his shitty jungle cruise with the bad special effects, because it's just like the ride at Disney world. Have you guys ever been on this ride? No, I didn't even know it was which, a ride until they announced which, the movie which park. Is it on again? Is it at, it's uh, in both. Um, well, no, I mean like, is it in magic kingdom or I forget yeah. which one? Yeah, I yeah I think we did go on it if I'm not mistaken, and I did like it. But I was actually going to ask you guys like, what other rides do you see them making movies out of? Because I'm not like the biggest Disney 
like theme park connoisseur, so I, I wouldn't even know how to answer that question. But well, yeah, I was just saying that because uh, when you go on the Jungle Cruise, the guy driving the boat makes like really bad dad jokes and and stuff, and the special effects aren't very special because it's like one of the original rides. So that was a nice throwback to that. Um, rides they should make into a uh, Hall of Presidents. <laughs> they, should, they should make that into a movie. Yep, animatronic <laughs> uh, presidents uh, attack. Like banana splits, but just but not good. shitty. <laughs> I'd like to see a haunted mansion, but not terrible. Yeah, Tower of Terror would probably be a good one. Is that still owned by Disney? Wasn't that like a Twilight Zone ride or something like that? It's, or am I... uh, it's Twilight Zone themed. I believe there was a Disney Channel original movie that was a Halloween themed Tower of Terror movie. Yeah, all the movies that they've turned into or all the rides that they turned into movies so we got tomorrowland the country bears tower of terror so i guess there were yeah i guess yeah there was a movie in 1997 there's mission to mars the haunted mansion and of course pirates of the caribbean steve gutenberg is tower of terror 1997 <laughs> yeah, I, funny enough i only knew two of these movies existence so doesn't look like they had that success with the uh, pirates of the caribbean so yeah if they could just make a ride out of those teacups that's been around then i'll be all over that that's the, that's our movie. They make a movie out of those teacups. I'll be all over that. Michael B. Jordan is teacups. Seriously. Summer 2021. Shut up and take my money right now. And they should make, they should make a horror movie based on uh, the small world. <laughs> Have you guys ever been on that ride? It's a little yes. kid's ride. But that's probably the scariest like ride I've ever been on in my life. This is, I still have nightmares from it. Maybe that can be the follow-up to uh, Gemini Man by Ang Lee. Mark can do a Michael B. Jordan is teacups and <laughs> 30 frames per second. Uh, I'm, I'm there day one. Day one. All right. So is that is that all we got? Is that going to wrap it up for news, Mark? Yes, that is it for the news. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get our review of Joker. The biggest show in the smallest state returns November 1st through the 3rd. Join us in the family truckster to the Griswold Family Reunion featuring Chevy Chase. Meet legendary comic book artists and cast members from Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, Star Trek, Marvel, and more at Rhode Island Comic Con. Presented by Cardi's Furniture and Mattresses. Buy tickets now at ricomicon.com, the Dunkin' Donuts Center box office, or any Toy Vault location. And we're back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to see Joaquin Phoenix is Joker. Uh, and we're going to talk non-spoiler. Then Mark will drop the spoiler sound drop, and you'll know to uh, avert your ears if you haven't seen it yet. But let's just go around and start and get some initial impressions. Uh, Iko, what did you think of Joker? I absolutely love this movie, as you guys have probably heard me, you know, raving about it on my social media but I, I found this movie so fascinating i saw it twice i plan to go see it another uh plan to go see that in uh chapter two once again and just shouting that movie out but um i i absolutely love this movie i will we'll wait a little bit further to get into further details but i i can't stop thinking about this movie mark ellis yeah i really appreciated the effort of this movie it definitely requires a second viewing to really absorb it, but from a technical standpoint, it's really amazing. And it works on so many different levels. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it on those few different levels. But yeah, it's uh, it was, I, I wasn't upset. I didn't leave the theater like kicking and screaming. I, I enjoyed it. 
for the most part. Joey, I'm waiting for this one. It's all right. <laughs> Just okay? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I ever need to watch this movie ever again. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix uh, did a really good job acting. There's not much there there. It's the whole movie is just him. He's in almost every scene, which is brilliant, but I'm going to rip into you guys in a second. That's fine. <laughs> um, a lot of it felt like it should be called uh, try hard with a vengeance instead of Joker. No. Um, and I just, I don't know. It's, I, it's not my type of movie. You know what I mean? It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate that it's well made and that there's good performances in it, but I, I'm probably never going to watch it again. Yeah. Now, was it the story there. that didn't like pique your interest? Because from a technical standpoint, we all seem to be in agreement that the movie was brilliantly well made. But uh, well, the acting was good. Uh, the directing was okay. It was mostly just a love letter to like those type of movies. Like somebody sat down, and was like, "I want to make a movie that looks like Taxi Driver or The Warriors." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, with that lived-in like '70s New York City like look. And like they, they were that that almost seemed like it was more important than having a movie. Like it was more important the way it looked than the actual movie because there's not much movie there. Mm. So, um, yeah. So it was okay. I, 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 you know, it was fine. Wow. But All right. Any uh, n- other non-spoiler uh, thoughts, or should we just jump right into spoilers? Yeah, I feel like you can't really talk about this movie without spoiling it. So let's get into it. All right, drop it like it's hot, Mark. Let's spoil this thing. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future, and I had to prevent it. All right, I guess we'll start with things we liked. Uh, Iko, you love this movie, so I'm sure you have much to extol of the virtues of Joker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't. I really don't understand. I'd have to get your perspective on when you say there's not much movie there, but I, I, there absolutely is so much movie there. You know, I had to consume it again, not because I didn't understand the movie, but I had to go back in and sort of reappreciate it and look at it through a different lens. Once you get to the ending of the movie, and then you start to look up online to see what all these theories and you know everyone has like their own perspective on how the movie went down. The movie is about a character. Obviously, that is just beat up by society and his arc to becoming the nemesis that we know as the Joker or possibly the Joker, because some people say that that's not the Joker. It's, uh, you know, it's maybe the person who inspires the Joker in the future or maybe none of the scenes that we watched actually happen because, you know, you see at the end of the movie that he's talking to a uh, psychiatrist and she's just. It, it could have been that he's telling us, you know, his perspective or his weird, you know, kind of like how the, uh, not Jared Leto, uh, uh, God damn it. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. Joker, how like he had like a different origin story, like every time he even brought it up and that could have been, you know, sort of the same case with this movie, but there was just so much there to like dive into. And I don't think you really need much. You know, you don't really you didn't need a Batman for that movie because that movie was focused on the entire movie is like 90 percent of the movie. He's in like every shot, which just you have to give walking uh, Phoenix like credit for just being able to hold this entire movie like on his back. So I don't know. There's there was a huge character study movie that 
we all got to watch. And I think that was like the fascinating thing. I think people maybe thought it was too boring or that you said that not enough goes on, but like even like a scene, like when the movie opens up and he's just like staring in the mirror and tears are running down his face and he's like forcing himself to smile like that has so much to it that you can unpack and there's no words. There's no dialogue until, you know, one of the characters walk in, walks in and starts speaking to him. And from like, uh, that movie is dark poetry. And I think that's like the best compliment that I could give that movie. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that. It, there's definitely a, a poetry to the storytelling. Um, and it is a character study. It is. And it's a character study around a character that doesn't really have a definitive background or a definitive origin story. So that's why they were able to like play around with it. Um, the thing about this movie movie is if you take out the Gotham city elements, does it still work as a movie? You know, is this an interesting character that you want to watch that you want to see what happens to the end? And I, I don't think it, that it is. I know a lot of people complain about them trying to like shoehorn the Gotham aspect to it, but honestly, the movie is, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's good until like the last, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes. And that's when it gets really good. Like the last 20 minutes of this movie is where it's like, okay, now I can understand. Now I can appreciate everything that came before it. But if you take out like the connection to the Batman mythology, I'm not sure this movie really holds up. I'm not, I mean, it's okay, but I don't, I don't think it's worthy of, you know, super high praise other than a performance. It just feels like a regular art house movie. Joey. Oh, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, it just like everything was just like following him around doing stuff. And it was like, <laughs> uh, it's like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? Like, where's Batman? Oh God. I <laughs> know. I just, I knew Batman wasn't in it, but, um, I, I don't I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what I was looking for for like the first half of this movie. Like uh, when he becomes the Joker at the end, um, I liked everything after that. So once he is fully in the role, like it was enjoyable and things were happening. I just it was such a slow burn to watch him descend to that. And I, I get that's the point of the movie. <laughs> Right. I completely understand. That's the point of the movie. It's like going to Star Wars movie and complaining that there's spaceship battles. Um, but <laughs> I, I, a lot of times I was just checking my, my phone for what time it was. And it was just so awkward and like off putting. And I guess, again, that's the point of the movie. But for me, it just was not anything I enjoyed. Watch. I didn't enjoy watching it. And then the, a lot of the scenes where he was like imagining it happening, like, thank God. Cause I, I was like, how did he get Zazzy beats? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he met her in the elevator and she was creepy. I'm like, good for him. Like, is that all you have to do is hang out in dirty elevators and act like a creepo and you get chicks that look like Zazzy beats. <laughs> no, that's one of the other cool things about this movie is that he's definitely a, um, you can't trust him as a narrator to tell the story. Unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator. Yeah, and that's a there's a lot of that in this movie, which I really appreciated. So even if you don't like the things that you don't like about it, or not you, but people in general, you know, if you if, if you don't like the fact that that there's no Batman in it, there where is it going to be a Batman in it? Because he's telling a story, so there probably wouldn't it wouldn't have been a Batman in it regardless. Or maybe the Bruce Wayne that's in it is in his imagination. Like you can't really. 
Maybe he never even did anything other than dance down the stairs. Maybe the whole last half of the movie didn't even fucking happen. Exactly. Exactly. There's different levels that this movie works on. But as a surface level, as just like a surface art house movie, I think it's really good. But I think it's the connection to the, to Gotham City is what elevates it to something better. All right. Well, what about things you didn't like? Now, I go, you love this movie like your child, but there has to be something in it you didn't like. <laughs> That's a great question. It ended. I'm not, I mean, I gave this movie a 10 out of 10. It's probably, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite movies uh, of the year. One of definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Like the more that I keep thinking about this movie, I know that it's just came out. So I still have to marinate on that, but I just can't really particularly think of anything. Like if I start to, incorporate my knowledge of like comic books like oh well he's way older than batman so how old is he going to be when eventually he does run into batman like things like that i have to sort of just take on its own because the way that i look at this movie is kind of like an offshoot comic book right because there was like this one comic book that i was reading uh, about a month ago called uh, the white knight if i'm not mistaken which is basically joker is not crazy anymore and he actually becomes a good guy and then Batman becomes a bad guy. So it's just kind of like, uh, you know, an Elseworlds, like offshoot kind of thing. So you have to forget, you know, leave your comic book knowledge and lore like at the door and just take what this movie is. But I can't, you know, particularly think of anything bad. Like the the way this movie was shot and, it, and you guys know that I'm a cinematographer. Every shot of this movie was just so beautifully filmed and the music like I I don't pay as someone who makes music. It's kind of weird for me to say this, but the music in this movie was fantastic. It was telling a story like with every scene, like even when there was like no dialogue going on within the movie itself, the music was filling in that portion for the movie. And I don't know, I can't particularly think of anything negative to say i guess maybe the and you know the ambiguous nature of the movie where you don't really know if what you just watched actually like went down and i didn't like that at first but the more i kept asking myself what did and what didn't happen it made me like the movie more because you don't really know because he like as you guys said he's the unreliable narrator so i don't know i want to hear some of your complaints because i can't particularly think of anything that bothered me you know, right away. So I don't know. What do you guys have to say? Go ahead, Mark. Well, you know, I didn't really have a lot of, there wasn't anything that I didn't really like about it. I just think the pacing was really off in the first like half of the movie. Um, it, I mean, and I definitely understand it ratches up the suspense. Um, the scene of him at the uh, hospital in the kids hospital doing the uh, clap your hand song and a gun falls out. Jesus. I, my heart, I'm like, oh my god, this this movie is just gonna get really, really dark. But yeah, like, there's nothing. The only thing that I really didn't like about it was the, I don't know, I guess the way the tracks were laid in the first half of the movie. That stuff, I think they could have like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what they could have done differently because that's not, that's the movie that they were aiming for. It just didn't really connect with me. You know what I mean? Um, but I, again, back half of the movie. Once I was in it, I was in it. I was invested. And I love, I actually do love the fact that they filmed it in the 80s or that they made it look like it's it's an it's an old school, late 70s, early 80s movies. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, no one said shit about Captain America when it looked like uh, Three Days of the Condor. 
You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a movie that's supposed to emulate movies of the past. So that part I'm totally cool with. You're right. The music is amazing. The cinematography is amazing. The acting is amazing. It has like all of the elements in there. It's just that that story just takes so long to get to the to the the good part of the descent that I feel like it it it, it I was a little bit bored a little bit, but I did like the end of it. Yeah, that was pretty much my only complaint was really how long it took to get where we wanted to go. And uh, it just felt meandering at times. Um, I think once he kills the guys on the subway, I think then we're away. Like, so getting to that point was a little rough. Could definitely have been some cuts <laughs> or some changes. Um, that, I mean, that's really the only complaint I could think of of the movie was that it was just so slow. The first half of the movie is so slow. And I don't ever want to see Joaquin Phoenix dancing again. What? Come on. Um, Once he's the Joker, it's fine. But before he becomes the Joker, it was just like, oh, God, he's dancing again. And he (laughs) needs to get better underwear because those tidy whities were like really... (laughs) really awful you're not supposed to be attracted to the dude's underwear dude that's the point i'm not i'm just like good <laughs> lord dude could you get some boxer briefs or something like come on bro you're never gonna get zazzy beats showing up in dumpy white tidy white <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i definitely want to watch this movie again because like i said it works on so many different levels it has a lot to say about uh just about uh mental illness and you know um the world's capacity to you know try to help these people that are in trouble um i don't know it just it has it works on a bunch of different levels as to talk about the rich versus the poor um you know you've never really seen thomas wayne we've only seen him really as the hero that you know died protecting his wife and kid but you don't really get to see him as the guy who's like you know the head not the head of gotham but a figurehead of gotham that you know he has great ideas but he doesn't really put them into effect the right way, which definitely kind of leads to Bruce wanting to kind of clean up that mess when he's an adult and become Batman. He wants to clean up the city because his father is partly responsible for some of the bad stuff that happened. So yeah, he's a politician. So, so that part I, I really enjoyed, but again, that stuff only comes because I know of Batman and Bruce Wayne. If you take those elements out of the story, I'm not sure it really works or for me. And I'm not sure it really works for me. Well, what did you guys think about them using the song Rock and Roll Part 2 when he dances down the stairs? Because Gary Glitter is the artist that performed it, is a convicted pedophile. Oh, great. So uh, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt online about him getting royalties from this movie as a convicted pedophile sitting in prison. So how did that sit with you, Ica? Um, Actually, I didn't even know about that. But, I mean, what a lot of that you have to separate the artist from the music, which is something I try not to do because there's a lot of terrible musicians out there who have done a lot of terrible things. Well, I mean, I can separate, like if I want to listen to Roland by Limp Bizkit and I know that Fred Durst is kind of a douche. I think that's a little easier pill to swallow than he's a convicted pedophile. Yeah. Like I have a hard time, like especially after that, which is completely different, you know, change of subject for a second. But like that, after that Michael Jackson documentary, it's like, I can't bring myself to listen to MJ's music anymore. So I, I know I couldn't, I couldn't watch that. I watched like 20 minutes of it. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking sit through. This is awful. And it just yeah, it's, it's absolutely horrifying. But no, I, I didn't even know about that. But it, it, I kind of don't care because it's like a small moment in the movie. But I don't know. I I like the slow parts in the movie. 
I probably would say that my one complaint is like once he, you know, when all the crazy shit starts to happen, that's when like I wasn't as interested because I wanted to see more like diving into his mind and his psyche. Like some of the most uncomfortable. That's like the best compliment I could give the movie outside of calling it dark poetry is like that just movie just made me so uncomfortable. Like when he was uh, doing stand up and he starts <laughs> laughing because yeah. he's like incredibly nervous and like just is completely uncomfortable. That man, that was really tough to watch. And I fucking love that scene. And it was just so brilliant. So I don't know. I, I'm glad that it wasn't like this action-packed movie with a lot of explosions and a lot of murders there's really only like what like three or four people who like die in the movie yeah so it wasn't like this super violent movie that like everyone keeps bragging about or you know giving the movie shit for that it's like you know promoting violence or whatnot like the first halloween movie is more violent than this movie you know friday the 13th is more violent than this movie but I don't know. I there's sometimes where it's for me personally, it's good for me to just consume a movie that's not just throwing like junk food at me, yeah. which is a lot of what DC movies and Marvel movies are. It's just like blockbuster movies. I like movies that take their time. It doesn't have to rely on, you know, tremendous amount of violence or action scenes or explosions or you know, that Michael Bay formula that, you know, people sort of rag on movies about like this was just it was a slow movie. And I appreciated that. You know, I could understand, you know, this is not your cup of tea. Uh, my girlfriend, I asked her what, what she thought about the movie. <clears throat> and she said she was she didn't like it. And I was like, well, why? And she's like, that movie just made me uncomfortable. It was way too real. Like it scared the shit out of me. And that was a really valid complaint like she acknowledged that everything else was done well like the acting the music uh the cinematography was really well done it just it made her uncomfortable it was like she doesn't like watching scary movies and this was the like the realest scary movie that i could have brought her to and that's what the movie did when i watched it and why i appreciated it so much but i, I again like i understand your guys's complaints um i guess it's just you know depends on your cup of tea like what you like to enjoy when you're watching your movies and i don't know i absolutely loved it like i can't wait to see it again and own it on blu-ray so all right so i got i got a quick question so now that we've crossed the joker off the list what is the next batman villain that should get his own standalone deep personal character study movie um arnold schwarzenegger is mr freeze (laughs) uh eichel what about you man what do you got um, the first one that comes into mind, like I could already see the movie in my head would be like the Riddler. I don't need a character study, but more of like there's someone causing all these crimes throughout the city and like leaving like these clues and these sort of like elaborate plans and like for like these set of crimes. And you could have like Commissioner Gordon be like the main character and he's trying to like track this guy down by like solving all his riddles and you could take the idea of like a heist and spread it throughout the movie and just make it way more elaborate, almost like a puzzle that you have to solve. You don't really know what's going on just because that's what the Riddler does is like he keeps you on your toes. He keeps you guessing. I think that would be a great movie. It'd be a uh, almost like inside man, but set in Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. Or seven. 
like a little bit like seven. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like seven. That that's actually uh, an even better analogy. So yeah, yeah. I well, think uh, Condiment King would probably be my pick. <laughs> Condiment King and Kite Man. Just throwing that out there. Uh, I was gonna say, in all seriousness, maybe a mid to low budget horror movie uh, with Clayface. There you go. That'd be cool. That's a great idea. All right, Joey, I forgive you. Hey, that's <laughs> yeah. a great idea. Your idea for the Riddler is awesome, and you could definitely spin in uh, all the Gotham Central characters and maybe even have the question in there. So, Oh, we're getting nerdy. Okay. All right, so let's wrap up Joker. Let's get a score. I think we already know Ico's score out of five, with zero being the worst and five being the best. Ico the Rain Man, what did you have for Joker? I give this movie a five. Um, <laughs> Shocking. <you> know, just... <laughs> Again, like, you know, as I'm not the DC fanboy, you probably thought I was, you know, with me not. I know I have the crazy opinions, you know, with Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel, but like, I, I don't care about DC movies anymore. Like, I'm probably the least interested in like the Robert Patterson, like Batman movies. Like, I just don't care, which is weird. So I took this movie at face value and. It just fascinated the hell out of me. So, yeah, five out of five. All right, Mark Ellis, what about you? You know, I'm going to give it a three out of five. And that's not to say that this movie is I'm going to have to see, watch it again for a second time. They're like really absorb it. I've only seen it once uh, and there's a lot to unpack in that movie. So that score could rise up a little bit. Uh, not that I know what's on the other side of the story. Uh, but for right now, first impression, a three out of five. All right. Well, I went with a two and a half out of five. Um, Ouch. I know. And, and, and it's not like this is doom annihilation or something where the whole movie takes place in a room with a dirt floor. Like it's, it's not bad. It's just, it's not my bag, baby. Um, and by the time it finally turns into something I find interesting, the movie's got about 15 minutes left. So I, I just I don't, can't see myself ever watching this again, but a really good performance from Joaquin Phoenix. Um, some really cool visuals, some really cool ideas, especially if you like we said, you start to think about like what is actually happening in the movie and what is in his head. Uh, There's fun, some fun stuff to play with. So uh, definitely worth a watch at least once. I, I just don't think I'll ever watch it again. It's just not my thing. So oh, a question for you guys. Um, they said that there wasn't going to be a sequel to this movie. Oh, but, there's going to be a sequel. But it's about half a billion dollars in the bank for a movie that probably cost them around $50 million, which is like what the rumored budget is. What would you like to see in the sequel? Like what what, what can you see them doing if Joaquin Phoenix were to come back? Do you want him to see him like go up against Batman? Well, all right. This is what's going to happen is is going to be him fighting Robert Pattinson. <laughs> That's not going to happen. What I would love to see would be kind of what you mentioned earlier, Ico, would be to redo the origin movie completely different and then end with the same scene of him in the hospital with the psychiatrist at the end. That That's an interesting idea. I'm not sure how to like completely different, like have Joaquin Phoenix play the character completely uh, I, different in a whole other spin that, on, on an origin a, for him. That's a fascinating take. That's not exactly what I pitched. Um, I said you don't really know what happened. Like it could just be a different origin story. Like in a sense of like he just probably just made everything up. Personally, I would have loved to see for a sequel. Is all right now that he's the Joker. How does he become like this gangster sort of henchman? Like how does he 
come into power within them. Like, let's say like the beginning of the second Joker movie, he escapes. Now that he's, you know, a well-known criminal, like what does he do with that power that he's sort of like, you know, stumbled on? Like how does he become the Joker that we know? Like, because obviously everything before he, you know, paints his face, like it's very ambiguous. But like now that he's out there, he could do what he wants. Like how does he go up against other criminals and like compete with them to become that person that we all know. So I don't know, maybe have the movie ending with him, you know, running into Batman for the first time. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. Um, I oh, think there, there's going to be a sequel. You think there is? I don't think there is going to be one. Joaquin is no, one I mean, of those. One Joaquin of those. Phoenix said that he's been talking with, uh, uh, Todd Phillips about what they, could do for a sequel and he said he wants to work with them again and when he was asked in an interview just recently that came out probably about a week after the movie came out would he ever do the movie again and he didn't say no he's just like we're thinking about it mm-hmm. so again when you have that kind of money on the table it's it's very easy to sway someone yeah it's, it's, even it's, before, it's, like, on, tra- it's on track for a billion dollars at this point if box office holds up so that, that's insane yeah, it's three. What was it? Three, two weeks in a row. It's number one at the box office. Like people thought this movie was going to open up with like around fifty to sixty million. Like it, it beat Gemini Man and it beat uh, the Adams Family. Like and it's and Adams Family like that. Theoretically, that movie should have crushed. It's Halloween. It's a CG animated movie. Like that movie should have opened up way bigger. No like, MC Hammer song on the soundtrack this time. Yeah, that, so. is, that is true. Yeah. I would uh, like to see the Joker save the local teen center through the power of breakdancing. <laughs> but that's it why is, I don't write movies. It is the 80s. So, yeah, Turbo and Ozone can show up there. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> see, and then at the end of the movie, and he could just be like, well, maybe it didn't really happen like that. <laughs> Everyone's angry and throwing popcorn at the screen. <laughs> and I'm the only person in the theater thrilled. Um, all right. So let's wrap it up. Let's get some recommendations. I go to the Rain Man. Tell us a little bit more about your album, where it can be found, and where people can find you. Uh, yes, you could find me on all social media platforms at Iko the Rain Man, I K O T H E R A I N M A N. That's on everything. I actually just made a TikTok account. I know I'm a fucking tool, but people I'll have, have been, to follow you on there. Yeah, people have been making these. The stupidest video like you thought you seen stupid videos go to tiktok and watch the videos that people post there just people are getting crazy amounts of views i bumped into a buddy of mine the other day and he's just like hey you need to make one you have a lot of funny videos that you should post up there and i did and funny enough the reaction has been pretty positive but uh yeah you could pick up the album on spotify itunes google play amazon if you go to IcoTheRainMan.net, there'll be a link over there where you could pick up the physical copies of the album. Um, like I said, I, I would just love feedback. You don't have to particularly like the album, but you know, just having someone acknowledge your work, you know, as an artist, is always very important to the artist himself. You could also go visit my YouTube channel where you could check out all my little short films and my music videos at YouTube.com dash operation 5 a.m or youtube.com dash op5 tv it's the same youtube channel just different uh means to be able to get to it awesome all right mark ellis uh well oh i go in uh besides buying your album and listening to it any other recommendations for the listeners out there um 
I've been, well, it's Halloween month. I've been actually watching, uh, as far as recommendations, I guess I'm going to dwell outside of my own circle. Uh, I've been watching all the universal classic monster movies. Uh, I watched the invisible man last night and what a, what a fantastic movie. So I would recommend anyone who, you know, is trying to enjoy their Halloween season to just, you know, check out some of the old black and white horror movies that, uh, you could find online. The uh, Spanish language version of Dracula is a fun watch. So, yes, actually, I would consider it a superior film. To be honest with you, it's, there's uh, I mean, it's pretty much shot by shot the same movie, but the acting for that movie I believe is far superior. That's not an unpopular opinion. I will say that. That's all I'll say about that. It's not an unpopular opinion. So, how about you, Marcellus? What do you got for the listeners out there? Uh, yeah, this week, if there's uh, time, when you hear this episode, uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is in theaters only for two nights uh, for you know the regular viewing audience. Obviously, Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith are going to be doing their tour of the movie all around the country. So you know if you have the money and it's not sold out, definitely go see it with those guys. But if you just want to check out the flick uh, this week. Uh, there should still be tickets uh, left on sale. I know I will be there. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I am so psyched for this movie. Awesome. All right. Well, I will recommend that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about any podcatching app under the sun. We are there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. There is so much freaking content from New York Comic Con on there. You could spend a whole day just watching interviews and videos that Adam's been making. Great stuff. Cosplay videos, interviews with the cast of Castle Rock Season 2, interviews with uh, Legion M, Super 7, there's so much freaking stuff up there. Just check it out on YouTube. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra episodes of the show with exclusive movie reviews we don't do on the regular podcast. We've done Bohemian Rhapsody. We've done the Banana Splits horror movie. We did Dora the Explorer, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So a uh, way to get some extra content and help us out as well. And huge shout out to our Patreons because that certainly helped us pay for our hotel room in New York City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And uh, yeah, I will uh, recommend that you follow me on Letterboxd. <laughs> I just got a Letterboxd account. It, it is uh, under the nickname So Wizard Breh. So So Wizard, B-R-E-H. And uh, I'm trying to slowly work my way through filling in my movies for 2019 and other stuff that I've watched. So that's really fun. I enjoy seeing what other people thought of things. And uh, I will also recommend that you check out the uh, new Breaking Bad movie on Netflix, El Camino. Um, I haven't watched it yet. I'm really excited to watch it. I'm going to watch it after we finish this because I will be on the podcast, the Nomcast, N-O-M-C-A-S-T, with our friend Andrew Morgan from the Connecticut Pod Squad talking about it in the very near future. So check that out. But that, my friends, is going to do it for episode number 271 of the Soul Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, when you introduce them, can you please call him Ico? <laughs> Ico the Rain Man. Ico the Rain Man. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, it's a pleasure having you on. You have more talent in your fingernail than the rest of us combined. Please check out <laughs> his music. It is fucking awesome. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. 
I just want to state that uh, the views of the Soul Wizard letterbox page does not reflect the views. Of oh no, no, no! It's strictly mine. It has nothing. It's it is clearly listed as mine only. That's right. Even though it says Soul Wizard, it's all Joey. So don't come at me. But you can't it's follow my me. Nickname for everything. So <laughs> I'm on Letterbox too. So you can follow me too. Um, yeah, Eichel. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, everybody, y'all have a good week and uh, Wakanda forever. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Remember, future events such as these may affect you in the future. Good journey. Pheasant, I like me, yo. You do not know, I know. I do not rain, I glow. Go for the gold, I go. Pheasant, I like me, yo. Let me riddle you. Sides out to the owl crew. Stand in the rain and I show you the wrath of the blade and what my pen can do. Pause, let me interlude. Pause, let me make up an interlude.